When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, that was a rough, <laughs> to say the least. That that, that hurt a lot. Um, you know, the 49ers come up short. They lose their very first game of the year, 27-24, to in just heart-wrenching fashion. Uh, man, so many opportunities to win this game. And a lot of positives, a lot of negatives. Uh, best game of the year, I 100% agree. I don't think it's even close. You know, you get an overtime game coming down to the final seconds uh, of the game on Monday Night Football. Division rivals, uh, two of the best teams in the NFL. And the 49ers came up short. They did everything that they needed to do to win this game several times over. But there were so many different... <sighs> I, I I pulled off the censor <laughs> for the chat on this podcast because yeah this is we need to be therapeutic right now let's just be very very uh, honest there were a lot of shit plays out there and I, I don't like to cuss on my podcast I get it but it's late it's nine thirty at night I've been broadcasting for four and a half hours and it's wonderful uh, this is why we are football fans. This is why we go through the, you know, three and whatever seasons and four and whatever seasons. This is why we do it. So that you can participate in something that's as awesome as that. But dang, Kendrick Bourne, who the hell are you? And the drops in this game, you know, a couple things that you come away from on this game. One, the 49ers defense is bananas okay it's better than I thought it was I, I, I'm walking away from this game the 49ers defense is better than what I thought it was which is hard to th- hard to say but if, if you look at they the Seattle Seahawks were able to kick two field goals on drives that did not res- uh, come from turnovers so it, they only had two kind of authentic drives that they were able to get points from and that was two field goals all three of their touchdowns came from defense or turning the ball over on the opposing side of the field. 
Now, did, did they get to capitalize on those for those touchdowns? Yes, they did. But, again, the 49ers defense, that's the number one thing to take away from this game in a positive light, is this defense is better than I ever dreamt it would have been. Uh, to be able to shut Russell Wilson down like that throughout the majority of the game, and yeah, he's going to make plays, he's going to convert third downs, they go 7 for 15 on third downs and get a lot of key ones at the end. But the defense gave the op- offense so many opportunities to score. Uh, y- y- again, only six points generated by the Seahawks' defense or offense that w- didn't come from turnovers. That's huge. Number two, Jimmy Garoppolo is on his own. Um, he's on his own right now. The offensive line was just terrible throughout the entire first half. Joe Staley first came back from his broken leg, and we all love Joe Staley, but he got abused all game. He got better in the fourth quarter in overtime against, um, I don't even know what to call it, Davian Clowney after that performance. Uh, probably one of the better defensive performances I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, you got the Nick Bosa game um, a few weeks ago where he was unstoppable. Jadavian Clowney maybe more so. That was crazy what he was able to do to Joe Staley. Hopefully he gets back to uh, what we need him to be. But this isn't the first time that Joe Staley got uh, demoralized and just destroyed by Jadavian Clowney. So uh, the good news is we get to play him again. I don't know if that's good news, but uh, you know, as a competitor, you always want Want to be have that opportunity to go back and reclaim what's yours. And, you know they came into our house on Monday Night Football and they were able to walk out with a victory. Given I don't think any team really lost that game, but uh, as far as the column goes, you know we are now eight and one. Uh, good news, Jimmy Garoppolo again. He's on his own. I, I counted uh, the way the stats are going to come out. It's probably going to be six drop passes, but I counted nine that should have been caught. Kendrick Bourne is awful. Personally, I would have pulled him out of the game. And Marquise Goodwin was pulled out of the game. He goes out there for the first drive, drops two passes, and then he didn't get another snap the rest of the game. He got got to play on special teams but not on offense again. Kendrick Bourne drops ah, two of the biggest passes ever. And Dante Pettis, two drops. Kyle Juszczyk, he had that huge drop. Uh, Debo Samuel continues with the drops. You go down the line. Everybody but Roz Dwelly. We're... (laughs) Games on the line with a minute and 40 seconds left, and we are targeting four plays in a row, Ross Dwelly. Tells you a little bit about our receiving core. Um, and what makes it even worse, you know, Emmanuel Sanders leaves early in the game with the oblique slash rib injury. And again, I if you guys want to post on there exactly what's happened, for some reason the 49ers didn't put Kyle Shanahan's press conference up on their periscope, so I didn't get to watch it. Uh, but I did see a couple quick video tidbits that other press people put out. So I know that he had the press conference. So if some of you guys got a hold of that feed, please let me know injury updates. But injuries caught up to us. That's that's a big part. DJ Jones, couple huge plays, then he gets hurt. You know the hip, uh, just uh, Ronald Blair. He gets hurt uh, with the knee slash hip. You know we lose Western Richburg. Garnett, uh, you know Garland came in and he did all right, but not great. Uh, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders goes down. Just so many injuries across the board, and it's catching up to us. Now you do have to a lot of positives, a lot of positives. Emmanuel Mosley. Good gosh, how do you not keep that guy out there? Um, Kawan Williams forcing turnovers left and right. Um, Pressure everywhere. DeForest Buckner. So many great things. Dre Greenlaw. Good gosh. This game was trash from a turnover uh, perspective. Seven total turnovers in this game. 
They force four, we get three. But, you know, we come out and we dominate the game. The 49ers dominated the game to start it. They're up 10-0, and Seattle can't do anything. And then the fumbles. Uh, I put those on Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, the pressure from Jadavion Clowney was huge, but on both of the fumbles, Jimmy Garoppolo got past his second read, so he, he's got to get rid of the ball. So anyway, let's take uh, let's jump into some questions. I'm sure there's got to be a lot. Let's get some out there. Um, what does the fact that this offense um, <laughs> went to shit after Sanders got hurt mean for the future? It's problematic. Um, you know, I think Marquise Goodwin might get cut as soon as the next wide receiver is healthy, which is going to be um, Jalen Hurd, who's he, he's ready to come back in week 13. So one more week, I could see him just getting cut. I, I think he's in Kyle Shanahan's doghouse as much as anybody could ever be. But it's bad, man. It is really, really bad. Who do you trust? Uh, I think you still trust Debo. And I, obviously you trust Emmanuel Sanders, but he's injured. I don't know much about that. But yeah, I, I personally, I don't ever want Kendrick Bourne out there. But they kept him out there. He does block very, very well. But whenever he went over the middle and got scared on that play, uh, that was problematic to me. That was a uh, mindset. You saw it was weakness. It really, really was. He was scared he was going to get hit, and he let up. And that's like, I don't know. And then you had the blatant drop and interception after that. There's so many different things that you take one play the other way. It's a game of inches. You know, we've said that's always said any given Sunday, even though it's Monday. Um, this game could have went the other way very, very easily, very, very easily, uh, but it didn't do that. So uh, that that's key, too. Here we go. McGlinchey and Staley struggled. They played great, just not against Jadavian Clowney. Uh, wherever Jadavian Clowney went, he abused everybody. They tried tight end chipping with a fullback as well. Double team didn't work. They tried tight end to get a wider angle. That didn't work. Staley got destroyed. Um, McGlinchey got just. It didn't matter. Whoever Jadavian Clowney went against today, he abused them. Um, yeah, Clowney did look like Defensive Player of the Year. I completely agree with you on that individual game. Um, he looked worth everything. He won that game for him. Jadavian Clowney's not on the field. Uh, this game's a blowout. <laughs> that's that's how much of an impact he had. Um, our offense gave him 21 points. You're exactly right. Again, they scored 27 points, but not because of their offense. The 49ers' defense, again, is way better than anything I've ever thought it would be. It's way better. I, I walk away from this game. The 49ers' defense is amazing. The best defensive performance they have ever put up. Um, it was it was wonderful. Um, the kicker, man, you can't be too upset with the kicker. You know, it, you, obviously you want them to make that. But he, he made some nice kicks. <laughs> uh, he, he actually did better than I thought that he would do, Chase McLaughlin. He, he goes out there and he makes his first three, which was pretty exciting. He made a 47-yard field, field goal earlier. You get three out of four from a backup kicker, and this is frustrating too. You're paying all this money to the kicker, and he goes out and strains his quad two days before the game. And if you go all the way back to the offseason thing, whenever I said, look, Signing Robbie Gold is the difference between two games, and this was one of them, and we didn't have them. Uh, Robbie Gold makes all four of those kicks. It's game over, right? There's so many ifs, but uh, this is huge. Uh, we lost this game for several reasons. One, imagine if George Kittle was able to play. All of the fear and doubt of the wide receiving core is alleviated. Um, you're able to hit the best receiving tight end in the game. And he's able to convert so many of those dropped passes. But he's out. 
Emmanuel Sanders looks like he's going to get 20 targets, and then he goes out in the first half. But yeah, the kicker, that does suck. I, I personally don't put it on him. He, he made three or four. He made a clutch kick to get us there. And it just won too many. You went to the well one too many times. And man, that spot, that spot at the last game in overtime, that was awful because he got that first down. And if he gets that first down again, different story. Talking about just the <laughs> game of inches, it's what it is. Uh, do you think Justin School and Brunskill could have contained JV on Clowney better? No, I don't think so. I think yeah, he he they got better in the second half. Those guys are not as good. <laughs> uh, Justin School and Brunskill are not as good as McGlinchey or Staley. Um, yeah, they've been playing great, but no. Um, you go back to that Miles Garrett game whenever you saw them trying to play against somebody of top tier talent like that. It's going to be bad. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Staley and McGlinchey get 29.0 rating on Pro Football Focus. It's going to be bad. It's going to be really, really bad. Uh, they both did look very bad as well. And there's nothing that we could do to adjust to it. It really, really wasn't. Uh, Debo played great tonight. Yeah, I agree with you. It just those few errors, another huge drop. That's five key drops this year for Debo Samuel. Uh, he didn't get a penalty. He didn't get a fumble, which was nice. But if he just makes one more play, you're good. I love that we threw the deep ball to him on the last play offensively. You know, it's third and 10, and overtime we're backed up on our own 20. Just freaking go for it. Uh, why not? Um, it's what it is. Um, let's see here. Why did we blitz in overtime and leave that wide open running lane for Wilson? Yeah, we went to the well one too many times. We kept doing that, and we got two sacks on Russell Wilson by bringing uh, the middle linebacker and the corner or the the nickel corner off the edge. Yeah, we we had that, and it worked several times. That's the play we got the fumble on against Russell Wilson. But you keep going back to the well. And it was going to cost us eventually. And sure enough, just enough to get them into field goal range. And if you were listening to the live broadcast that we were doing on Hot Mic or Periscope, thank you, first off. Please, any feedback that you guys have. A uh, lot of fun, but, man, talking for five-plus hours, man, that's a, that's a blast. Um, <laughs> or probably way too much John Chapman for you guys, but that's all right. But I kept saying, there's going to be a point where Russell Wilson's going to get something with his feet. And he didn't do that until overtime. And it's just you keep giving that guy way too much time, way too much time, way much time, and eventually it comes out. It's what it is. We really need Jalen Hurd back. Yeah, when Jalen Hurd comes back, he is starting in three wide receiver sets his very first game. Um, I do believe that. Kendrick Bourne, I personally would prefer. I don't want him ever playing on my team with that mindset. It bothers the hell out of me. And I know he's made a lot of good plays, but... You saw Jimmy Garoppolo step back and throw the ball and just like shrug his shoulders after so many drops. Uh, Dante Pettis, two. Kendrick Bourne, two. Marquise Goodwin, two. Um, Kyle Juszczyk, one. Debo Samuel, one. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's stats, 24 for 46. He played way better than that. 248 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Sure as hell not his fault. And he was sacked five times, so he was getting hit like crazy. Everybody's dropping passes, and he just kept throwing laser after laser after laser. You know, I'm going to do a breakdown on my Patreon account of just his incomplete passes or drop passes and just put those together, and I'm going to put that out there on Twitter and just show everybody how freaking great of a job he did, but the wide receivers suck. The wide receivers suck. Um... How do you just keep throwing into these guys that you know aren't going to catch anything? Yeah, Pettis needs to go. I agree with you. Pettis needs to go. 
Um, it's bad. You know, Kendrick Bourne and Pettis. And here's what's sad is, even though those guys are having as bad a game as they are, they didn't even throw Richie James in there. So it lets you know what they think about Richie James, too. Uh, who do they have faith in in this moment? I think Debo, that's that's really it. You've got Debo and Manuel Sanders. Yeah, the Levine Toilolu was out there in overtime. Raheem Mostert was out there in overtime. You had you're talking third, four stringers out there in overtime over guys like Richie James and Kid, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's what it is. You know, we didn't hit our bets either, which is a bummer over at my bookie. This was actually a boring offensive game. There were no explosive plays. Um, and I, I do got to thank, you know, my bookie for sponsoring this podcast, mybookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers. Get over half of your initial deposit matched. Uh, they're the best betting site out there. And if you were listening live to us, we broke down all the upcoming games, and there's lots of bets out there that we're going to hit next week. But, yeah, this was a rough one. There was no big touchdown. There was really no touchdowns at all. Uh, very, very small <laughs> defensive touchdowns. Um, yeah, w- w- wasn't a lot out there. But it, it's what it is. So we didn't hit with our 40-plus, but um, we're going to hit soon. <laughs> we, we, we had a great start to the season where we went like the first seven weeks straight, and then now we're down uh, last two weeks. But uh, I got some good stuff coming for you. I'll do more homework, and I'll reach out to a couple sources I know. Um, but anyway, so back to a couple more questions, and then I want to get into some team stats and all those things. Um, you know, it, <sighs> The biggest thing that I took away from Jimmy Garoppolo's performance were the two fumbles. Those two were on him. The interception, God no. But those two fumbles, one, you've got to protect the ball better. And that allowed Seattle to get in the game. Seattle had no business playing in this football game with the 49ers. There's not one thing that goes to the Seattle uh, Seahawks' benefit from an offensive standpoint. There's nothing. Um, third down efficiency, they were like 0 for 8 to start the game. And then after that, they like went seven for nine or something uh, but th- they couldn't do anything to start the game the game plan defensively worked wonderful except for that one tight end out of the backside that was the only thing they got like three or four first downs on but still um they got 336 total yards um and again you got to remember you're playing an extra 10 minutes and all those penalties russell wilson throws for 189 yards and one touchdown one interception that's it like four turnovers goodness man such an awful game <laughs> such a great awful game and uh, some great things you got to take away and some bad things but yeah jimmy garoppolo's got to protect the ball a little bit better that is absolutely key uh, i agree with you big time there now and here's the thing if george kittle plays in that game this it's over george kittle he trans he, the whole thing is different now everything's different now George Kittle's that special. We we did not have our best player. Um, they did, unfortunately. They had some injuries as well. I'm not trying to say injuries are the reason why. But just imagine if George Kittle was out there for one drive. <laughs> just for one drive. Uh, why didn't we run the ball the last drive in ov- overtime? It could have been a win or tie. It, yeah, you go for the win there. I do like that. You haven't been able to run the ball all game. You're averaging 3.2 yards per carry. And a lot of that had to do with they sold out to stop the run. They had seven to eight guys in the box every play. Everybody was crowding. They didn't respect us deep. Um, I do wish we would have tried to test them deep more often earlier on. Uh, we did the last offensive play that we had, but yeah, 
You play to win the game. I do believe that, Dre. But it is a bummer because if this was a tie, it would feel a little bit better. But uh, we're 8-1. and We're still in first place. We have a game lead over the Seattle Seahawks. And guess what? We get to play them again. Um, we get to play them week 17. And depending on how other things go, um, I do feel very confident that the 49ers are a better team than the Seattle Seahawks. I, I do feel that way. But uh, they got us today. And a lot of it had to do with injuries and who we had out. But um, hopefully we get to play them full strength week 17 and in the playoffs they're going to be in the playoffs so there's a great chance we play them three times um yeah that spot i'm with you ron that should have been a damn first down no clue how that was not a first down um definitely should have been there Um, if you guys have any updates on injuries again please post them here um, we, I'd love to see what you guys have. If y'all see any new updates up there now, uh, next year, aside from Debo, these wide receivers need to go. Yeah, they're now here's the ideal thing is we have wide receivers on our roster. Uh, Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, Jalen Hurd, Trent Taylor. Imagine Trent Taylor in there on that game. Now he's not going to play this year. He's done, but imagine if we had that guy out there, sure hands gets first downs, all that stuff. We have four wide receivers. We have four. Uh, we're just missing three so uh, because of injury. Hopefully they're not out too long because I don't think that we can stay with this wide receiving core we have, and I haven't heard anything on Emmanuel Sanders yet. It looked like an oblique strain. Uh, it was weird. It happened on just like a cut. There was no contact, and you just saw him reach for it immediately, just something tweaked. Uh, he is older. He's, he's north of 30. He's 32 years old. That's going to that's gonna be a lot of it. I mean, injuries are going to happen. We do have some older players, but, um, man, I wanted this win bad. I'm with you, JP. Uh, we needed that big time. Now, um, <laughs> Dwelly was awesome today. He didn't drop anything. We gave him too much, <laughs> but he played wonderfully. Uh, the run blocking was really, really bad as well. Again, they overcommitted to take that away. We never pushed them deep, and so we, we didn't give them a reason to back up. They just played man coverage outside and just said, hey, even if they get open, which we did, and even if Jimmy Garoppolo throws amazing passes, which he continued to do, we don't have to worry about it. So that that's kind of what it is. Um, why do fans um, anyway? Why do fans keep liking Born? I am uh, translating this this question, <laughs> um, even though he's clearly unreliable. He had three games good in a row, but yeah, he has continually showed he is no somebody that can't be trusted. And a big reason why he gets so much playing time is because he run blocks so well, and we don't have any other big bodies, whatever else. But you can't have a wide receiver you can't trust over the middle. You're a big wide receiver. That's your damn job to go over the middle and take hits. You got the body for it. But it's a mentality that's just not there. Um, It's just not there. So, you know, if you're looking for somebody to blame, you're blaming Kendrick Bourne. Um, Yeah, you're blaming Kendrick Bourne. I I think that's that's where it comes to. Kendrick Bourne, Debo. uh, I I don't want to blame Debo, but Dante Pettis. Those are the guys you kind of go after. Marquise Goodwin, it's the wide receiver position. That's that's the huge one. I, I really do think that's what it is. Maybe the offensive line, just the tackles, though. But the fact that Clowney did it to everybody tells you you got a scheme to stop that. You got one player playing out of his mind. That's fine. He beats you for a couple sacks. That's fine. He forces one fumble. It's fine. He forces another fumble. Like, come on. Like, you, you've got to change something. You can't keep doing the same thing and allow this one person 
to beat you. Uh, we've seen Nick Bosa do that. You go away from him, you figure something out. You, you've got a scheme. And Kyle Shanahan did everything to win this game. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo did everything to win this game. And there's so many great plays and players on the defensive side to take away from this. Um, man, Drake Greenlaw, way to respond. Um, Elijah Lee gets to come in because Aziz got hurt with a concussion. And all this stuff's going on, and we got all these people stepping up. Emmanuel Mosley played lights out all game. And it's just, unfortunately, you know, the negatives were enough to stop it from happening. And so that that that's kind of the issue there. So um, anyway, just wanted to do a quick podcast and just let you know, one, the sky is not falling. We still have the best record in the entire NFL, and we are still in commanding lead of all of our destiny. Okay, we're one game up in the NFC West, and we get to play that team again. So really, really excited for that week 17. But the 49ers are in control of their own destiny. You started 8-0. The first time ever for the 49ers franchise to be the last remaining undefeated team in the NFL. It's never happened before, even in 1990 when we went 10-0. There was another undefeated team that lasted longer than us. So... A lot of great things to take away from. And again, if you could go back to where we started and say, okay, uh, you're going to lose to Seattle, but you're going to be 8-1, and one, every one of us would, done. <laughs> where do I sign at? So a lot of great things. So much more faith in Jimmy Garoppolo now than I had. So much more faith in this defense now than I had. But some major questions because, um, man, offensive line on the edges struggled big time. And wide receivers, obviously, we got to see how they come back healthy. Good news is... We get to stay at home next week, and we got six days to prepare for the Arizona Cardinals. We get to play them at home this time, and let's see if we correct some of the mistakes that we made last week against the Cardinals and this week against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, the thing that you can't do, you can't allow one game to beat you twice, and so you walk away from this with your head held high, and you got to feel good about everything. Somebody just asked if Des Bryant would be a fit. If we got a problem with drop passes, sure as hell don't bring in Des Bryant. Uh, one of the career leaders in drop passes in NFL history. Hell no, I don't want that guy anywhere around me um, or this team um, or anybody. I don't uh, know. Um, what's the schedule with podcasts the rest of the week? Yeah, we're going to do our full schedule, just condensed down in six days. So we've got four podcasts uh, each week. We're going to do an offensive breakdown, defensive breakdown, scouting report, predictions, keys, and all that stuff. And for my Patreon members, yeah, we're going to do two full breakdowns, one on the offense, one on the defense, and we've got a lot of film to chew over. You know, the past uh, few breakdowns have been over an hour each one. Uh, if you want to join that, just go to the website, NinersRush.com, and uh, click on Become a Patron. It's 8 bucks a month. It comes out to like a dollar a video. But uh, I can't put it up on YouTube. They take they take it down, um, and I want my account suspended. So you can head over there. Uh, it's a great way to support the podcast. All of that goes back into tools and equipment and app development for broadcasting and all that stuff. Um, and it just gets you more uh, film breakdown. So uh, that is over there as well. So we're going to be bringing all the stuff, and we'll be broadcasting live next week as well um, through Hot Mic. So lots of stuff. Oh, man, it is a late one, but uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate all the support, and we are still in first place in the NFC West and first place in the entire NFC, but uh, it's a little closer than we wanted it to be, but you take it and you move on. And as always, guys, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.